Hello, and welcome to this episode of Brain Fart. I am Maddie, I'm your host, and this is the episode. I welcome you if you're new. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy. If you're not and you're returning, hello, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I have an interesting topic that I was suggested by my friend in my master's program. Thank you, Jordan, for this week's episode. I have a couple other suggestions and um, what are those called? Not advice, but I guess suggestions. I guess that's it. I don't know why I was trying to overcomplicate that. But I have some other suggestions from other people, but I kind of want to put a little bit more time into those. And I have yet to really discover really cool, interesting places in London. I've very much been into my master's program for a long time. But we're actually going to Stratford-upon-Avon this weekend. Actually, when I release this, I will be there. So cool. Uh... So I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited to get out a little bit because we spend a lot of time in our university, which makes sense. It's a really intense program, but it'll be nice to kind of get out and explore. So those episodes will probably come a little later down the line. Thank you for the suggestion. They're coming, I promise. (laughs) I just want to do a little bit more research on those things. But this one is something that I can speak to and that is actually really interesting to me and kind of plays into this week because... I was asked how I memorize things, and then Jordan brought that up as a possible topic, and I thought, yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. So this week I'm going to talk, <laughs> surprise, I'm going to talk about memorization, and I'm going to talk about how I memorize as an actor, and as a student, and person, in life, as well as how my memorization tactics have changed since I... I was diagnosed with my pseudotumor or the idiopathic idiopathic intracranial hypertension. Whew, she's a mouthful. So let's just jump right into it. Since I've been here, I, I think it's been about a month and within the first two weeks we had to learn a song, a scene, and a sonnet. It, it didn't have to be completely memorized yet, but that's part of my system is memorizing as quickly as I can. So just in case, like, so it's there just in case, or if I lose it, I can kind of more easily learn it again from kind of more of a stable ground than just trying to memorize something new. So the scene I memorized was from Twelfth Night. It's a Shakespeare comedy, silly comedy of errors, but not comedy of errors. That's another Shakespeare show. Learning all about that classical acting. So we did that. And then I learned sonnet. I had to memorize sonnet 15, my favorite sonnet. If you're a fan of sonnets or poems, I would highly recommend checking it out. You might have to read it a couple times to understand it. God knows I did. So there's that. And then I also had to learn a song for one of my voice classes. And the other reason why I want to learn and memorize as quickly as possible is because I don't know how much more I'm going to have to memorize. So that's probably my first little tip and tool that I use for memorization is memorizing it before I get bombarded with a ton of other things to memorize. So I was assigned my song before anything else. And that weekend, I really dedicated time to go over it. And with songs, it takes a lot of just 
repetition to get them. It takes a lot of repetition for anything in memorization, but specifically with songs, usually in the beginning, I will just put it on repeat and listen to it. When I go to the grocery store, when I'm walking anywhere, when I was meal prepping, I would just put it on and then I would slowly try to start to sing along with it, including words. That can be a good thing and a bad thing because sometimes singers take liberties with songs and they'll change up the tempo or they'll change up certain notes. So I think that is important and good as long as you have a recording that's pretty close to what you're going to be singing. So I think it's worth looking at the sheet music and looking at the recording and or listening to the recording and thinking, okay, yes, this seems pretty close to what I was doing. And it was a song that Audra McDonald had sung, and she did it incredibly and very close to what it was. It was just a little bit slower in tempo, but that was fine. And so I that's what I'll do. And then I'll also, I was lucky enough to have a track recorded from our teacher as well as um, a teaching track. So they play your notes along with the accompaniment. And then I just had a pure accompaniment where it was just the piano that I was going to be singing to and not my part. And so I would go through those and I would go through the rhythm. And sometimes I would just speak the song on the rhythm, kind of on a monotone, uh, ordinary mothers made ordinary life. So just kind of getting it out in tempo, but not focusing on pitch. And then I would go back and put pitch to it. And I would just kind of continue singing it and practicing it until I could look away from the music. And then I would do chunks at a time where I would look away from the music and then look back. And just basically do that and repeat that for the entire weekend. And then the week leading up to the song, I was prepped and ready to go. And so I had learned my song over the weekend. And then that Monday, I was assigned my scene. So that's when I got my next thing to memorize. So I had already done my song. So that was out of the way. Of course, I still needed to practice it. It was kind of a rough memorization. I wasn't quite ready to perform it that Monday. But luckily, I didn't have to perform it till Thursday. So but I I had gotten it out of the way pretty much so that I could start focusing on memorizing my scene. And with my scene, I kind of do something similar where I read it through a bunch of times. I read it through with my partner who I was with. We read it through together, and then I would go home. And to start off, because we didn't have, we still don't have to have it memorized, even though I do. But at home, I would go home and read it every night because I didn't really have to have it memorized. But I would just speak it out loud a couple times every night to get it in my head. And then the next day, we were actually assigned, or we had to find a sonnet for the next week to come and hopefully memorize. Some people had to come and memorize so we could start working. And so I started on that one too. So it would kind of go back and forth where I would read through my scene a couple times, I'd read through my sonnet a couple times. Sonnets, I think, are a little easier to memorize because they have rhyming lines. They have like an A, B, A, B, C, D, C, D, E, F, E, F rhyme scheme. And so you kind of know that (laughs) another word has to rhyme with what's coming at the end. So those are a little easier and they're shorter. And they kind of have a rhythm. Well, they do have a rhythm to them. So those I find a little easier to memorize. And those I just memorize in, like, with repetition of, okay, I'm memorizing the first line. I'm saying the first line over. Okay, I'm memorizing the second line. Now I'm saying the first and the second line over. Okay, once I get that done, I do the third line. And then I do the first, second, and third line. And and so I kind of, like, do building blocks to get it down. And then with the scene... 
we had met for rehearsals and there was one day, it was like a Friday where we were just saying it over and over and over again. And I had memorized the first page because I try to break it down. I say, okay, Maddie, try to memorize this page today when you have a lot of time. You really have to find those pockets of time, especially in this program to memorize things. And so I would memorize one page and then the next day I'd be like, okay, try to memorize these four lines. And then the next day I'd be like, okay, finish that page. And then there was a Friday we met and we were rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing for hours and hours. And so by the end of it, it was pretty much in my brain after saying it over and over again. And so that weekend, I basically roughly memorized it. And when I say roughly memorized it, I mean, I can say it all in one setting. And then I might go away for two hours and come back and forget a couple lines or forget some places. So then I kind of rough memorize it again until it is like fully in my brain and I can move along with it, like move around with it. Because that's another thing. If you memorize things sitting down, you, when you get up to move, you're going to be like, oh my God, what? I have to do things with my body and my voice? Which, trust me, I do all of the time. Wow, that was quite the rattle off of how I memorize. Good gracious. That's kooky. So, sorry if that doesn't interest you, but for anyone who wants memorization tips, those are mine for you. And yeah, but so now we're getting assigned another scene that we have to memorize. So for me, it's just easier instead of letting it all pile up to where I have seven things to memorize, I kind of take it one at a time by starting to memorize as soon as possible. And I think with me, I want to memorize quickly or soon. Like I'm already done with my sonnet. Like I did it in class and I'm done with it. So now I can I can kind of kick that out of my brain and open up more space for more memorization because that is where the pseudo tumor comes in. She puts a lot of fluid in my brain, so there or in my head, so there's not a lot of room for anything else. And okay, I know that's not how anatomy works. I know that's not it's not literally space you have to make <laughs> to memorize, but that's kind of how I think of it. And so if I don't have enough room or if I'm trying to memorize too many things, and it can hold a lot and I can memorize a lot, but it's sometimes nice to be able to focus on something else. And that is really what is different now than when before, when I was memorizing things before I had my pseudotumor stuff. I would memorize really quickly before. I mean, not quickly, but I would just be able to spend a lot of hours on it without getting really brain exhausted. And now I have to do it in chunks because my brain gets really tired really quickly if I'm trying to shove things in there and then it'll just start messing up and it's not productive as much when I, oh, I just hit my arm um, on my desk. Nice, Maddie. Um, but it is not as productive now if I try to spend too much time on it because I'll just get a headache and I can't focus that long on it when before I could just five hours, six hours, sit down and try to memorize and go through it, which sounds crazy, but I guess my brain was lively and youthful. And now she's old and de decrepit. Um, but that was something I could do. Okay, who is throwing trash out the window right now? I need you to calm down because I'm trying to record my podcast. You know, I should have just emailed the entire entirety of London and said, can everybody just be quiet for five, five seconds, aka probably around 30 minutes while I record this podcast? It's funny because I don't even know if you guys can hear it, but it's such a distraction for me because as you know, I get very distracted by any noise or any other conversation that's happening around me when I'm trying to talk to other people. The joys, the, the simple joys of maidenhood. 
as I would say. Where was I? Oh, talking about getting distracted and not being able to sit down and memorize things. Wow, it's almost like it's a full circle. But now it is definitely harder for me to sit down for longer periods of time to memorize. Also, I always have the fear that I'm going to lose everything in my memory and it will all be gone. So I think it's better for me to try to get it fully memorized. And that way, if I have an issue or I lose a lot of it, it's somewhere there in in my mind, it's somewhere there in my subconscious and it feels more familiar than if it had just been if I hadn't learned it. So if I have less time to memorize it because I have a little blip in my brain or blip in my memory, it comes back a little bit more naturally if I've already quote unquote memorized it. So I know that's kind of weird and I don't know if that quite makes sense, but that's why I think I have this fear of, oh, I need to memorize it now just in case something happens and I have to re-memorize it before the day of or something. So that's kind of what that's kind of the reason why I memorize it soon and so I don't have to memorize everything at once because sometimes it's hard to fill my brain with lots and lots of different things in a short amount of time and then they start mixing together. But if I can kind of block out a time saying, okay, this is my time for my sonnet and this is my time for my song and this is my time for my classical scene and this is my time for my contemporary scene, then they kind of remain in those blocks instead of, oh, I'm memorizing them all together and they're mushing up and they're swirling together and I am now saying lines from my sonnet in my contemporary English scene. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had that issue yet. You guys know I've had a little bit of a blip on stage where I, <laughs> during a performance, forgot my lines. If you haven't heard that, listen to that episode. I Honestly, couldn't tell you what number it is, but it's about performance, so it's probably in the title and most likely in the description. So if you're interested in that, go forth and listen to that one. It's I think it's a funny story now, but at the time, I was horrified. It all turned out in the end. There was a happy ending, so it's fine. But yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with memorization. It definitely is harder now that I have the pseudotumor stuff, especially... Because I, because I think my memories from my childhood and my life are deep down there somewhere, even though I can't recall them easily, I think they're somewhere, so I'm hoping that maybe that'll come back. It was the same thing where after my pseudotumor stuff, I like, couldn't read music for a really long time, and it took me a second to get back into that. I think my first voice lesson after having the hospital stay and being diagnosed I was crying because I couldn't read the music and they my voice teacher my pianist were literally like you okay is the note higher or lower if it's higher go up with your voice if it's lower go down with your voice a person who had been studying music for years couldn't (laughs) figure it out and I also couldn't I lost my ability to play piano basically I don't really have that anymore. And so part of me hopes that it's deep down somewhere, just like my ability to memorize things. It's just deep down there and I have to find it. It's a fun little fun little treasure hunt searching for my memories. They're all somewhere hidden in little treasure boxes in my brain and I just have to dig them up and find them. Because the brain is a really powerful thing. I mean, it made me forget it all. Actually, it can let me get it all back. But yeah, I think that's I think that's what I wanted to talk about with memorization. I do have a little a little bit of annoyance 
I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna vent to you guys really quick. I think something that bothers me a little bit when it comes to memorization is I'll come in with my scene memorized and then other people won't, which is fine because we don't have to have it memorized. And I honestly like, am not mad. I'm not, oh my gosh, you're not memorized like me? Like, I honestly couldn't care less as long as you're going to have it memorized and we can work on it and work on it in a meaningful way, which we still could. So it wasn't a big deal to me, but I do get annoyed with people just saying, just kind of brushing it off and saying, oh, like, I wish I could be that good at memorization. You're really good at memorization. I wish I could be that good. Oh, you're so lucky that you're good at that. And I just kind of want to look at them and say, I'm not lucky. I've put in the hours. I've been spending a lot of time on this and I really take out moments. Like I didn't go out one weekend so I can memorize and I get home and I'm really tired, but I still stay up for an hour or so trying to memorize. Like I put in the work. And so it's frustrating to hear someone say, oh, it just comes easy to you, especially, especially since I literally have a memory disorder (laughs) with my neurological condition. So it is almost funny because I think of all people, I do not have a good, (laughs) easily, easily memorized memory. (laughs) And so just, I, I guess I would just caution you on what you say to others. And even if it does, and I know it probably stems from this feeling of not in, I don't want to say, oh, they were really insecure and that's why they were saying that to me. But it, I think it does stem from this little bit of insecurity of, oh, I don't have mine memorized and they do, but it takes me a really long time. And yeah, that's that's true. But it also takes me a long time. So you can't just kind of write me off as, oh, having a good memory when in reality, I truly don't. I think it's just watching what people say, what you say to others and treating others with kindness and awareness because the amount of times I've had people tell me oh you're young oh don't talk about your body like that you're young your body's in the prime of its life they don't get it they don't know I don't yeah maybe they don't know about my chronic illness but you shouldn't just say that to people because you really don't know what people are going through and I'm not saying watch everything you say or be really cautious but just be mindful just be aware and I'm not (laughs) I am not berating you or like you the listener specifically I think I'm using the you in the generalized sense I don't want to teach you or make you feel littler or that I am condescending or talking down to you none of that because that is that truly bugs me too but I think just humans as in general should be aware of what they say or how they approach things and I guess maybe think next time instead of saying oh you you're really young. You're in the prime of your life. You're really good at memorizing. Oh, that's just the way it is. Like you don't, you might not know that person. You might not know what they're going through or what it's like. And so maybe just be aware or maybe just be aware of their body language too. If they react a certain way, when you say that, just make a mental note saying, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that again or not question them about it. But maybe if they're really close or you have a good relationship, you can ask. I mean, me as a person with like, issues. (laughs) Um, I really don't mind when people ask me about things because I would rather inform them than them continue to be uninformed in reality. And as the same as I like to be informed as well. I mean, I was talking, my friend Jordan, who recommended this episode, she, we were talking last night and I, 
I, I hate like putting labels on things or self-diagnosing or whatever, but I was talking about someone I knew I thought might have had OCD tendencies. And she was like, oh, maybe it's not OCD, but OCPD. And she had studied psychology and it was something I'd never heard of. So I was able to look it up. And not that I would ever tell that person that I, oh, I think you have this or this and this, try this. But it was just interesting to look at it from that perspective and to learn a new term. And I just think if we're constantly learning and adapting and trying to understand everyone as humans, we'll just live a more peaceful life. And and that's that. And those are the facts. And I'm right and everyone's wrong. <laughs> just kidding. What a way to end the episode. But I think that's about it with memorization. Sorry for the little tutorial at the beginning, but also not sorry because maybe it'll come in handy. Who knows? So that's that. I hope this was interesting, entertaining. It brought a little bit of theater, a little bit of my chronic illness, two things that are big parts of my life together. And yeah, I think that's it. If you have any questions, comments, epiphanies, I always say that. I I don't know if I've told you this, but I had an acting teacher who used to say that. He'd say questions, comments, concerns, epiphanies. And that's when I learned the word epiphany. I think I was a freshman in high school, probably a little late to be learning the word epiphany. Um, <laughs> but I had a teacher who said that. And so now sometimes I say it, ode, ode to him. Cool. I don't know if I've told you that. If I have, sorry. <laughs> you know me. You know this memory. I just gave you an entire podcast about it. So yeah, if any of those things, back to what I was originally saying, if any, if you have any of those things, please feel free to reach out. You can email me at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com, or you could message me on Instagram at brainfartpodcast or Facebook brainfartpodcast. Follow those if you want, if you so desire. If not, no worries. If you have questions but don't want to contact me about it, maybe you could shout it into the void and maybe I'll hear it subconsciously from the wave and the energies that travel from you to me. Maybe I'll hear it and maybe I can answer it without you even having to ask me. Does that exist? Who knows? Yeah, all of those things. If you just want to continue listening and just be a listener in this community in this little community i've we've i've i've created we've created please feel free that's no issue that's no problem i love that you're listening that's incredible if you have people that are interested in a health comedy podcast hit them up okay i think that's all of that that needs to be done i need to stop <laughs> promoting and doing all that. Well, if you're still listening and you haven't clicked off by now, thank you for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. I I have, I hope you have a great whatever time it is, wherever you are, and go forth. Goodbye.